You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead, shoot. Well, for instance, uh, what are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? Waiting for him now. <laughs> and mom in and out. That one's annoying. I like that one. I want more fireworks. More rapport. Rapport. Whatever. We get some of those uh, Chinese firecrackers. Those things are the best because it says, like, uh, you read them and it says, Oh, fucking teddy bear, starfish, and a unicorn are going to report when you shoot this up. And you're like, holy shit, that's going to be awesome. And it's just your standard sparkles. I saw once, and I swear that this is true, and I've told this story before, and people have told me that it was bullshit, and I don't know. But I remember being a kid watching the, the fireworks over the, you know, the New York fireworks, watching them on TV or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and they were shooting off fireworks, and they were your regular, you know, circles and weeping willows and all the all the standard ones and at one point a firework shot the fuck off and there was a it was a picture of a telephone what and, and it said at&t underneath are you serious it. i swear to god wow but i've told people this story and they said that i was nuts but i, I, I don't believe it but it had to be like if it was if it wasn't the late 80s it had to be the early 90s so it's not like they had the because comp- now with fireworks they actually use computers like they could plan shit out yeah, there you know yeah. but Back then, they had to pack a firework that, had a, that made a phone instead yeah, of AT&T. Like a Chinese guy with like a flaming stick had to go over <laughs> and stick it. Welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. My <laughs> name is Devin. It's getting more awkward. I'm rich. Um, I just awkward. Wanna, I'm saying it right off the bat. Flat iron building. Flat iron building. <laughs> I, well, let's go wave to each other. We recognize the fact that we're we're stupid. And what's a flatron? Because that sounds so familiar. But just even the fact, and if if you even listen to it, because I afterwards I realized how dumb we were, and I went back <laughs> while I was editing the uh, the episode, and I listened to it. And I even say something. I'm like, it's the something iron building, and then and then you're like, is it? And we're just like, got we got into this black hole of stupidity. Then how did you believe Flaytron? Because doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah, right. I don't. I have no idea. We just put it out anyway. Flaytron sounds way more New York. Of course, it's the Flatiron Building. Um, We're not. It should be called more of the Fork Building. (laughs) The, the fork in the road exactly uh we just really have to go there and wave to each other because like whether we use it as anything or not i just want to own that picture so i could laugh that'd be fucking hilarious. yeah no we could use it for a, an a high five promo piece yeah. we need we need more imaging for this show. i know i know uh like we will. the logo is something i slapped together the beginning is something i slapped. everything all the other art are things people gave as gifts yeah right and yeah. and and you know if there's anybody out there that's uh, listening to this who's like a, a visual artist or you fancy yourself an, an artist and you want to make a uh take a shot at making a logo for here uh we can't pay anything, yeah, but, but if cool. we like it, we'll use it. And you get full credit. 
Um, I asked our when I when we before we even put these episodes on the air, I asked our most artistic friend to uh, to make a logo for us. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he even sent me kind of a draft once. And then he was like, well, I, I want to like do a little bit more for it. And then I never heard anything about it again, which is fine. I get it. Everyone's busy. It's fine. And, uh, and like I'm I said, I'm not too busy to do favors for people. Though. We're not. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Um, but uh, yeah, we're not. We can't pay anything. But hey, if you want to help the show out, that is one of the ways that you could help the show out. Also, if you want to help the show out, you know, follow us on Twitter at awkward HI to number five. And uh like us on Facebook and and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and and leave a review so that we could have our 100 review party, which we will have once we have 100. Things are going to go down there. I just have a question. Have things been going on in the Twitter sphere? Uh, Twitter is slow for I don't understand yeah, I why. I know it is. I was just wondering if anyone gave it a shot. Yeah, no, the people the people follow us and um and and there's a bunch there's a solid bunch of people that that uh that They'll either tw- uh, tweet the show or they'll tweet me about the, you know. That's good enough. For yeah, me. no, it's. How much can you tweet? It's totally great. Yeah. The reason that I want people to follow us on Twitter is because I want there to be more of uh, an interaction. So, yeah. Like, you, we, can, you can even probably get a little private little skit of a show while you're on Twitter. Well, we could start doing keep fucking. On, it don't stop. The fun don't stop. The, the fun never stops. No. We could keep, we could start doing periscopes and putting those up. Yeah. Um, we could start doing contests. You know, shit like that. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that's why... It's up to you, people. So, follow us. It could be as big as you want it to be. Awkward. <laughs> wow, you're sounding real motivational today. I know. You in a good mood? Yeah, I think it's the Valium. Yeah? You yeah. were telling me uh, you are telling me before the show that you, you took a little Valium yeah. just to take the edge off of exactly. what's going on? I, I want to make a, just a real quick update. I don't want to spend too much time on it since everyone knows my life story. But I've been doing really, well, hang on for a really, second. really fucking good. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm drug-free fucking USA or anything, but I'm substituting a really bad drug with some smaller, easier drugs. Just take the edge off because it's going really well. So basically what you're saying is that it's been a while mm-hmm. since you've, had, you've used your main crutch. Right. Now, listeners of the show who have listened to all the the episodes, they've they've kind of been on this journey with you so far. Yeah. And um and there was a, a proclamation before the holidays that you you were yeah. shooting for Christmas. I know it's tough, man. No, of course, and I and, and I don't think anybody was holding you to that, and nobody's disappointed. But it's also good that you haven't done the complete slide down where it's like, oh, oh I didn't make Christmas. Might as well fucking yeah, shoot right. it in my neck. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. No, no, no. It was just more motiv- motivation to me. But what I'm doing is, as anyone who's been through it knows, that you got to take other things to take the edge off or else you're fucking, you pretty much want to die. So all I did is a little Valium, a little bit of marijuana, and I'm just kind of chill right now. Still, still got the anxiety. Still don't feel 100%. But... I'm not what I would have been without it, you know, and, and I'm not even thinking about using the worst stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. What, Just chilling. What um? What would you say is the worst part about it? Is it the anxiety? I mean, for me, it's the anxiety. You get like uh, when you, when you get deep into it, you get really bad leg cramps. You know, you don't want to get up, but then when you lay down, you don't get comfortable. Uh, there's that when it's hot. You, you strip naked, and then you're ice, and you put on clothes. There's no in-between. Mm-hmm. It's just the total discomfort. People compare it to the flu, which is the dumbest thing. I, I'll take the flu over this shit any day. Oh, uh, sure, right. You know, but uh, it's just a lot of struggling. It's a lot of pillow punching. It's a lot of fucking, you know, you don't want to deal with shit. But at the same time, when you keep your mind occupied, 
you don't think about it as much. So it's it's such it's such an awkward situation. It's such a how the hell do I put myself in a situation? And I think that's what always leads people to do the drugs again because you just want to get it over with. You don't want to wait out there because people say three four days and you're good. Lie. Yeah, Why? well, I don't think anybody who's, who yeah. has... I'm creeping up on seven here, and let me tell you, it's just as bad as it was three days ago. Right. You know, it's just, you just got to find your ways to, you know, deal with shit. And you've been through this before, because you've been you've yeah. been to 30-day rehabs. Yeah, but it's different when you're in rehab. They give you drugs and wean you off of them, and you have no choice. Right. You know, when you're, when you're somewhere where you know you can't get high, mm-hmm. you don't get as sick. You know, if you're if you're at home and you have cash in your pocket and you call your dealer and you can't get drugs, you're more sick just for the mental potential of you getting your drugs and not being able to. Right. You know, like I said before, you buy your drugs, put them in your pocket and before you do them. You're feeling better than you were before. Yeah, it's sure. It's so mental. Yeah, right. I get that. And I, and, and I get that, you know, like uh, I'll be in a bad mood all day. But if it's, say, it's Saturday and I had a shitty day, but I know I'm going to go out and drink that night. Like when it, when 6 or 7 o'clock rolls around, I, I start getting into a good mood because I know you that know it's going sooner or later I'm going to forget mm-hmm. all my problems and hang out with my friends for a little bit and get, get nuts or whatever. Oh, damn. And, and, and I'm sure it's the same thing on that level. Yeah. Um, would you say, though, uh, that... When you're in rehab, because I've never been to a rehab, mm-hmm. um, maybe there's points in my life where I should have. But rehab's I the new black, <laughs> is it? Yeah. I thought that was pink. And mm. and um, but uh, would you say because because there's like a thing that happens in hospitals sometimes where where like people actually enjoy. I'm not one of them. I can't stand hospitals. I want to get out of there as quick as possible. But I but I know that there's it's an actual thing. Where people like being in hospitals because they feel like safer, they're taken care of, right? Well, I mean that makes sense in a way, but uh, you know, when I was in rehab, all I did was look out the window. It was the end of August, beginning of September. I, I stayed there through uh, 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 Labor Day, mm-hmm. thinking I could be out barbecuing my front. You know what I mean? Yeah, you look I get out that. the window. It sucks. Um, they do keep you like on a regiment. They they kind of not only keep you off the drugs, but kind of make you reacclimated to normal society. Like make you wake up at five thirty in the morning, brush your teeth, eat your breakfast, do your chores. You know, it's kind of like a become a human being again thing. Right. Even though those motherfuckers need to brush their teeth because everyone in 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 rehab has gingivitis. <laughs> so stay away from people. How many people did you make out with in rehab? Zero. Really? Zero. None. Not worth it. There's such a there's such a non fraternizing. Uh, rule, uh-huh. you know, people pass notes, but dude, those girls are fucking creatures from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> They're like the yeah. uh, sewer people from there, Futurama. There was this one girl, Hannah. She was a nerd. She wore glasses, but there was some freak in that geek. You know what I mean? And I, and everyone else liked these other skanky girls, but I was always like, sweet, sweet Hannah. You know what I mean? What I would do to those glasses? So fucking one day, some guy comes up to me, he's like, you know, two months ago, if you had a couple bags, you would have fucked the shit out of Hannah. <laughs> And probably two months from now. <laughs> Where's sweet Hannah now? Yeah. Probably on the business end of a big eggplant. Ah. <laughs> probably. Well, yeah, I, well, yeah I, I would like to think positively, but it seems like most people who get out of rehab yeah. just kind of fall back into the hole, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a 1% success rate. 
Well, we don't have to. Whatever. Yeah, no. I just want to see one more thing about rehab. It's no, like, go ahead. Say all you want. When you're in rehab, man, all it really you're around a bunch of people that are just as maybe dirtier than you. So you get new ideas, you get new connections because all those people are most of them are in there for an oil change, which is just to lower your tolerance. So when you get out of rehab, you get fucking high again. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what most of those not that the ones that aren't PTI and court ordered. You're going there to change your oil. That's why everyone sits in the back row. They call it rehab row. <laughs> what do you think the percentages? I mean, a relapse row. I'm sorry, yeah. relapse row. What do you think the percentages of people that go to rehab that actually like wholeheartedly go there because they want to get clean? Well, out of the one percent success, I would say less than one percent. Yeah, right. So, well, I'm not saying success wise. So, like, oh, okay, you're not. Saying I'm saying like, like, so maybe thirty percent. Yeah, so you think like out of every ten people, three of them are there saying like I actually want this to be, right. get out of my life? Because when I was there, I actually wanted to do it. I left there, I actually wanted to do it. There was some, there was some events that made it not happen. Things that I had to do, you know, not and not not necessarily doing drugs, but things that I had to do that led me to the drugs, like you know, loose ties or business that I had to take care of coming home that led me to drugs that I really had no desire to do. And then you do something thinking you could do something once as like a reward or as one isn't going to do it. And then of course that snowballs. Well, I mean, that's the scary thing. And to be honest, completely honest with you, this is one of the things that I worry. I, I commend you for the effort that you're making right now, but I am worried about that, you know, because Why, oil change. Well, no, I'm just worried about like, uh, like what happens when you got a couple bucks in your pocket and it's summertime and you're partying and you're feeling good. Right. You know what I mean? It's like almost. I think about it all the time. If you, if you have to, if you have to, you know, if you really want to quit something this severe, you almost have to make a pact with yourself that n- under no circumstances are you ever going to do that again. Right. You know? Right. I remember watching a show. I, I remember watching a show where it was one of those like extreme weight loss shows. I might have even have talked about it on here before. I don't know because I tell this story Doesn't all the sound time. Sound familiar, but continue. A dude was like eight hundred pounds. He was like one of those washed your back with a fucking rag on a stick guys, moo moo wearing fucking motherfucker. Like the uh, the mom from What's Eating Gilbert Grape, like just burned down the house when he dies because there's no way you're getting him out, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he went. He was sick of his life. He went through. Uh, oh, and his 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 thing was hot dogs. He just loved fucking hot dogs. That made me sick just saying. He, I know he's oh. from New York. Uh, loved hot dogs, lost like something like insane. Was like, his name Carmine? <laughs> I, I don't know what his name was. Carmine eats a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> um, he he lost like fucking. If he was eight hundred pounds, he lost six hundred pounds. You know, he got down to a normal dude. That's great. Normal two hundred pound dude. Let's say two fifty. But whatever he was was you know not deathly obese anymore. Right. And he and he said that he kept that up for like a year. He was like fucking just thin mm-hmm. for a year, loving life. I think he like got a girlfriend and shit, was doing and better at his relax, job, right? all this stuff. He said after a year, he was he was in Coney Island and he was and he was just like smell the dog. He was like I'm just as a reward for the one year, I'm just going to let myself what have It is, bro. It's the reward. He said I'm just going to have uh, uh myself eat one dog. And fucking, and uh, he said that he ate one dog, and then the next day he went back and he ate two, and the next day he went back and he ate three, and within three months he was back to the 800, 800 pounds. Three months. Yeah, something like that. Not, maybe a little bit yeah. more. I don't know what's physically That's possible. That's a lot of dogs. Yeah, dude. But like he, once he got that sweet, sweet hot dog in his mouth, he couldn't stop, you know. And that, right. but but that is an addict, you know. That's yeah. how that's how addicts right. act, you mm-hmm. know. And it's so, 
and hot dogs, I guess, could be just as deadly as heroin. But you know, it's scary. Probably worse. You know, and and like we had a friend that was a heroin addict that we dealt with when we were younger. And I remember him. He was uh, he was clean like at, at a certain point. I think he had also gone to rehab. He might have even just done it. I don't ever think he was clean. Yeah, there was a point where he just got out of jail. He's taking some boxing. Whatever it was, he wasn't on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and um, he got, had gotten out. And I remember we was after band practice, and we were hanging out in the backyard, and it was like super sunny out, and we were all drinking beers. And he wasn't like a big beer drinker and stuff. And he was, uh, and he was like just kind of. And this dude was like so outgoing and always the life of the party. And he was just sitting there, like just staring out into the sun and like just quiet. And I went up to him and I was like, "What's going on, man?" And he was like, "All I want to do right now is get high." Like he he was like, "It's it's a beautiful day. I'm barbecuing with my best friends. I just want to be high right now." And he like yeah. straight out said it. And I and I remember thinking um, at that time, like, "Wow, that's." that's fucking got to be a strong addiction if like that's yeah. all you care like you can't just have a couple of beers or maybe smoke mm-hmm. some weed with us you like the only way that you're going to enjoy this beautiful new jersey summer day with your buddies after a really good band practice is by doing heroin you know and, and that that's a super weird thing about heroin and maybe even other drugs for some other people is that you know like you said you're you're probably when your friends you're having the time of your life you make an association in your head that if you had those drugs your time would be better so you get those drugs you do your whatever you set it up you do them and then you might get a little high things might get a little different your head changes a little but it doesn't change the situation one bit you're right back where you were before you did all that so a lot of people like really get addicted to the whole act of doing it right getting it Setting it up, mm-hmm. putting it in your pen, putting it in your body, waiting for that rush. But then it's over. But then it's over. And you're the same. Maybe if you felt like shit, you're not feeling like shit anymore. But if you weren't feeling like shit, you're the same. You're doing the same shit you would have done without without doing it. You yeah. Know? No, I get it. I get yeah, it. It's stupid. I get that way with alcohol sometimes. Like when I'm when there's like periods where I'm drinking to excess there's like I've had that a couple times where I've been like in the middle of a party and I've been like really drunk and like hanging out and I just out of nowhere just thought to myself I'm not having fun right now I don't yeah. want to be drunk right now you know I know what you I mean. can never relate to your level of things um but but yeah like I I'm sure that everybody goes through that you know that is what it is um well anyway yeah that's it's I'm glad that you're doing you're you're actually I just wanted to make that announcement yeah no and and everybody wants to hear about it so all right well that's that. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about it before we move on? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, keep us updated, uh, good or bad. You know, that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Is uh, I hope you'd be on enough, on, eh, honest enough to come in and be like, I always will be. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I watched uh, the Super Bowl or the big game, as you're supposed to say, mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday. Did you watch it? Yeah. Well, I watched some of it because it, it seemed like a season one. It seemed like a, a what's it called? Postseason, uh, preseason game. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're a football fan. Yeah. So, and and I'm I'm not, and it's not. I'm not saying that in the way of like, oh, football's stupid or anything like that. I just, I just, don't, I understand the sport. I, I've, I've, wa- I watch it at once, at least mm-hmm. once a year. I, um, I just personally just doesn't jive with me. It's not my thing. But um, I was watching this game, 
And like normally on on Super Bowl Sunday, you're normally at like a big party, and uh, and so there's a lot that you could do to kind of avoid watching the game, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you're somebody like me, like there's always chicks in the kitchen you could go talk to or hang out with whatever, make you, a sub. Yeah, do something. The, the, uh, I went over at my friend's house, and um, there wasn't a lot of people there. It was just four of us. We were just hanging out, like you know, like I guess everybody was doing their own thing. So I really sat down and like watched the game. I didn't even get too drunk, you know. I just kind of hung out. It wasn't a very boring Super Bowl. Well, I can't gauge the the boringness of, of mm. football because I, I don't find it very exciting anyway. You know, mm. I understand it like if somebody like if there's a big play or like or something right. like that. Like That's I understand. What you that. Wait for, yeah. But what I did see that that I couldn't understand is two things. One, I watched uh I watched I don't know how long long the game is, what like three hours, let's say, with with everything. With commercials yeah. and shit. Yeah, three hours. I watched three hours of commercials with a tiny, tiny bit of sports in between the commercials. Right. To think that that the Super Bowl is the main event is is not true. And I'm not saying that in the way that, oh, the, the commercials are so cool, because the commercials weren't fucking good either. And I never agreed with that. Like, our whole lives I've been hearing that. People are like, the commercials for the Super Bowl are so great. Yeah, they're never, they're never that great. And also, they're fucking commercials. Mm-hmm. Like, at the very end of it, who cares how good they are? It's, it's still some evil corporation trying to hock its bullshit <laughs> for, on you, you yeah. know? But anyway, this one and i don't know if it's gotten progressively worse and i believe that it has because the whole world has but man it would literally there was points where it would be like three minutes of commercials it would shoot back to the football game and then within 30 seconds it would shoot back to three minutes of commercials yeah and then also another thing that i saw and and i'm sure that i don't know how long this is going on or whatever but like a play they there was a penalty on the on the play because one guy was just talking shit to another guy. Yeah, well, th- that's a big thing. The referees were kind of uh, biased in this game, I believe. And a lot of people believe that, too. But how is that? A- You're not allowed to talk shit? Well, it's, it's gotten very sensitive. Yeah, it's, that, that is- it's football. I don't understand. Yeah. I, I just don't. I, I don't understand this. I don't understand how football, in the way that it's become, is going to continue to be the national sport. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. It's turning into when Vince McMahon tried to start a football team and oh, the XFL, something like that. Yeah, well, at least that was like uh, you know, like that was more about like the, the cheerleaders yeah, humping each other like and the, the guys. Were, it was the wrestling of football. Yeah, right. But th- this, like, I watched this game and all honestly, just trying to get into the game, trying to enjoy it. You know. I picked the team to root for and everything. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get into this. And it's not like I'm some girl. Like, I understand football. I, I've grown up with football. I've played a billion football game, like video games when I was younger. So I know what plays are. I know what safeties and blitzes are. It's not like I'm stupid. I know the game. And uh, and I just, it was an, impossible for me to watch. Well, a huge problem with this Super Bowl is that it was a defensive team Super Bowl. Like, with the exception of Peyton Manning and Cam Newton, of course, you're going to have a good quarterback. But it was a defensive a team with a great defense versus a team with a great defense. So you're not going to get a lot of amazing plays. It's going to be a lot of turnovers and punts. A lot of punts. Because three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Field goals. You know, no one's really going to get into the end zone. No, I get it. But I'm not even talking about the plays. Well, that takes the... a lot away from the sport. But I'm not even talking about that. Like, what I'm sa- what I'm saying is... The usage of time. The, the, game, the game that was actually played the the small amount of game that was actually mm-hmm. played out on that field could have been crazy exciting you know what i mean like the, it could have just been the, the pinnacle of excitement for football fans but but still 
the amount of commercials yeah. and referee interference. Yeah. Well, re- well, football games are to- a total of an hour long, but you have a three-hour thing. So the Super Bowl is actually only one-third of what you're watching in those three hours. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And, and it... It almost speaks to the, to where America is and like commercial commercialism yeah. and everything like that. It's almost like there's a whole nation of people that are just cheering for commercials. And then the whole halftime show is just a fucking commercial. You know, everything's just one big commercial. There's no substance to it whatsoever. You know, there's there's no there's no creativity behind it. There's no it, it's all just about numbers. It's all just about, you know, how they're going to push these products. And then, oh, yeah, there's this game in between. And then when I saw how watered down the game has become, that was even more to me where, you know, like I was like, Ugh, you know, like how yeah. how I, I just don't understand how people there has to be people dropping out of football left and right. Or wow. is it or the question that I have is it just such a thing that's ingrained in us now that even if you don't like it, you'll continue to watch it? That could be a thing. Yeah, that like a well. bad sitcom like that you just know, falls that, that's, off. That's what, because we identify with these things, that's what made us musicians and not athletes. Because dealing with music, even though unless you're a fan of the pop music or whatever, you don't deal with this shit. You go see your band. They barely even stop between songs. You hear all music. You buy their CD, and there's no fucking sugar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there's the Super Bowl equivalent of bands, and I would say that the Super yeah, but those are the bands that we don't listen to. The Super Bowl equivalent of bands were on that stage. That oh night. shit! Speaking of bands, uh, someone that I used to be really close to, a friend of mine, her cousin's been an amazing, younger than us, been an amusing musician his whole life. His first band was called The Love Like Pie. It was kind of like this electronica crap that it was actually a good CD. But it <laughs> Great was, guy, shitty band. Yeah, well, the, the crap was good. It was really good. What they were going for was really good. They might even been a little ahead of their time. But uh, Was it like Aphex Twins? Or no, like, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Daft I Punk? I, I can't even, I can't, no, not at all. It was good music with just electronic shit over it. But, well, uh, I think Apex. The drummer, who is actually a really good drummer, uh, I'm not going to say names, but the dude's name, uh, I think it's Chris, and um, he's now the, the front man and guitar player. He went from drummer to front man, and this band is actually really good. I heard their second single, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Taking Back Sunday, which made me like, ooh, but their first single, it was really cool. I would describe it as like um, as a, a Silver Sun pickups meets... Uh, Fucking A, some punk rock band or hardcore band that's really cool. They're called Can't Swim. I knew that's what you were going to say. You know what I was going to say? Can't I just swim? read. I just read an article about Did them uh, in NewJersey.com, yeah. I think, put an article yeah, up. Yeah, that, that's Melinda's cousin, Chris. Mm. He's the front man. Yeah. Really, really good musician. He's a very talented kid. Mm-hmm. And like they got signed without even going on tour or anything. I just hope they do really good because that kid deserves it. He's been working hard at it his whole life. So props to those dudes. I, uh, I, I watched the video. Because they linked the video. That first song where they're in the warehouse with the girl. And yeah. That, some, that song's great. I love that song. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say I'm very happy that there's musicians from around here that are... From the Berg. This is, this is also the way that I feel about the band, uh, the Gaslight Anthem, who are mm-hmm. from, from New Brunswick, which is where we fucking made our bones and, 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 and all that shit when we were playing in bands and stuff like that. And, and, and I've met some of those guys. I don't know any of them very personally, but we all ran in kind of the same... Who are we talking about again? The Gaslight Anthem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all ran in kind of the same groups, and I've met Brian the singer a couple times, mm-hmm. and he's a, a fantastically nice guy, yeah. a great talent. 
And I'm very proud of the heights that they've reached as a band because they represent the scene that we came from. Yeah. However, the music isn't for me. Yeah, because I never liked Bruce. And well, it's not even that. Whatever, whatever. Because it's, it's Bruce's fucking child. Well, it's just whatever it is. I'm yeah. just saying, I'm not saying anything bad about the band. Yeah, I understand. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm trying to tell you what it is. Yeah, and I'm going to say, is. I listened to that Can't Swim band and I'm going to say the same thing. Really? You know? Yeah, the music. Well, what do you think they sound like? Uh, I, it did give me that kind of taking Thinking back, back Sunday, Sunday yeah, kind of thing. I know, but that that one song because I like I like the Silver Sun pickups. Yeah, and that kind of gave me that kind of vibe. No, I get it. Look, my opinion does not mean anything about anything. Neither I'm, does mine. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm just, no, but what I'm saying is, I just personally, I'm not a big fan of the band, but I, I, I but I wish them the best of luck. Of course, and of course. Uh, that's cool that somebody, yeah. if, especially from this area, because they're like yeah. from Monmouth County, right? right? Yeah, it's very cool from the Berg. Yeah. So anyway, that that was just what I wanted to say about the, the and and I just wonder if there's any football fans out there like a, a diehard football fans that feel the same thing or, or do they know it like well, well right here you're talking to one. I mean, I love fo- football. I uh, couldn't wait for Sundays to make a sandwich and stay in my pajamas and watch football. Okay, but is that the thing, right? That is the, that's the thing for me. Is football more of an event or is it more of a sport? And I and well, I, you know where I stand. No, go ahead. Event. Yeah, I well, I also agree with that. Yeah. I the don't, only think that's a sport is baseball and hockey. I can't think of another sport or basketball, but even that's kind of show, show biz. Yeah, I don't know much about. I, well, it, like everything, of course. These are you're talking about the four major sports right now. So of course there's going to be commercial intervention. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Co- of course there's going to be uh, the rules have changed to make it safer or more family oriented. It's happened in all four sports. I just don't think that anything has happened as extreme, especially when you that's go from a game yeah. where the whole game is about people destroying each other. Well, that's the thing. I mean, football isn't played anywhere else in this world, so we can do whatever the fuck we want with it. Right. But there's no other But they're change. changing it into such a milquetoast version yeah. of itself. They have to because of how much money's brought in. Yeah, no, I, I they look. They have to have fucking, you know, the blue angels flying overhead and fucking Beyonce coming out as a black tiger and all the, and, you know. A black panther. Or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she came out as a black tiger. That'd be awesome. It'd be like the black or white Michael Jackson video. Yeah, Chris Martin skipping up singing Bono, and I wanted to just sweep his leg and drop an elbow on his teeth. Okay, you're a drummer. What was up with that fucking drummer? I don't know. He what he they must have told embarrassing. Me. I wanted to I wanted to ostrich myself when I was watching. They him. must have told him beforehand, like you guys have to act like cartoon characters. Yeah. The first thing I saw was that drummer with that big smile on his face hitting those hitting mallets. That, yeah. Oh, and I was like, God, oh, stop! It, I know. The whole thing gave me douche chills from the beginning. Oh, where was I chilling heavy? Oh, I was watching. Uh, I was watching Breaking Bad again. Mm-hmm. And when fucking Walt Jr. revs the engine of his new car, I just want to come up from the back seat, wrap up his neck, and just squeeze. <laughs> fucking hate that kid. <laughs> My dad having a one day. I just want to fucking kill him. So uh... not because he's a palsy, just because I hate him. So who do you want to knock out more, Walt Jr. or a drummer from Coldplay at the Super Bowl? Walt Jr. Really? But then higher than Walt Jr. goes fucking uh, uh, Daniel Stern. Oh, yeah. You still hate on Daniel Stern. Hate him. So, like, you're not ever going to watch The Wonder Years? Uh, I'll watch The Wonder Years because I don't got to see his face. But his voice. It's all about the face. So, no Home Alone for you? No. No Home Alone? Oh, no Home Alone for me, no. 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 No Home Alone, no very bad things, no, no, I just cannot look at that fucking dude again for the rest of my life. Wow. I've never met anybody yeah. that had such a Daniel Stern dude, hate. it runs deep. 
I would say that you're probably the only person in the world that dislikes Daniel yeah, Stern. Yeah, well, more people need to watch Very Bad Things, and then we'll just form one long clothesline and take his ass out. I gotta watch that movie again, because... Speaking of, you gotta get the clip of Jake the Snake. I, I watched the trailer. Did you? Yeah. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I didn't oh. hear that line, though. You didn't? No. He's all fat on the turnbuckles with the mic, barely could sit up, and he's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> I saw the um, <laughs> I saw the footage of maybe we'll put maybe after this we'll put on Twitter we'll put the uh, the trailer up for anybody who hasn't seen it. Oh, There's two it. trailers, but I saw the one where uh, where he's uh, he's like I guess he's all fucked up or whatever, and he's in the ring, and then the guy doesn't even like touch him, and he just falls over. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. I didn't hear the shit. It's when he out. first comes out. And then, like, the promoter's like, what do I do? And they're like, go in and take a DDT. <laughs> so, like, the fucking, like, promoter guy runs in, gets a DDT, and just Jake, <laughs> Jake walks out, doesn't even spread Damien on him, just fucking walks out like, shut the hell up. Um, uh, and you're right. Well, we did, uh, Beetlejuice was the opening clip to this show, yeah. and fucking Diamond Dallas Page looked like fucking Beetlejuice. Yes. He looked like old. Thin Beetlejuice. Yeah, like an old, thin Beetlejuice. Yeah. He looks like the way Michael Keaton looks now, basically. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. like the no hair and like just kind of. It's weird. I like Michael Keaton. It's, I love Michael Keaton. I love that dude. But, uh, it's weird when, um, when like dudes, not that Michael Keaton ever was, but, but like wrestling guys and like football guys and stuff like that that are like, big guys like kind of deteriorate as they get older and like become small dudes yeah, like yeah, small yeah. old men it's always very well, weird up with dallas that has to be some type of cancer he is so so little i think it's just they, they stopped you doing steroids. Think that's it they just stopped doing steroids but he even looks shorter well you get shorter as you get older really you know i'm like i look i i'm not gonna say that all football people baseball people players all that shit have done steroids um because those are real sports, but I—I I mean, it's almost to a T that every wrestler, wrestler done. yeah, I mean, like Triple H, and, and yeah, especially from that era. So, yeah. so, uh, so, yeah, you're—you almost have to, yeah, you know, like, and and it that happens, you know, like, dude, stop doing steroids, and that they shrink, you lose all of that muscle mass, yeah, yeah, yeah. No so, but usually they get flabby or whatever. DDP is just like, well, he's doing yoga. He, he's got his yoga. Oh, the yoga, yeah. the yoga. Yeah, true. That's how he's making his money. In the trailer, he's actually wearing like a, a DDP yoga fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, shirt and I shit. Know. And it looks like one of those shitty tapped out fucking sticky shirts. Hey, Jake, why don't you put on one of my yoga outfits? Shut the <laughs> hell up. <laughs> I, I, yeah, maybe we'll put the trailer up. I want to see the movie. You've, you've definitely got me locked in. I'm going to watch it. I haven't later. seen it yet. I just, that one part, I just can't stop. <laughs> Anyway, that's what I wanted to say about the football. Any any thoughts on the Super Bowl? No, just, you know, I know where you're coming from. You know, football for me has become more of just excited to be Sunday and winter and food and pajamas. And it's just, you know, just a relaxation day, you know, like... I really, you know, I never get to see my favorite team. They're on the West Coast, so I get to see them maybe once a year if they play the Bills. You know what <laughs> I mean? But that's about it. I, yeah, but and I understand the the ritual around it i totally yeah. understand it well, that's I get, my whole state that's why i smoke but that's pretty much why i do anything i'm saying I, do. I understand the ritual for everybody i yeah. get why people want to go to a bar i get why people want to hole up at home and why and, and and you know make nachos and and just chill out and yeah. eat fat all sunday i get it but at what point 
is somebody at what point are people going to start saying this the product that they're giving me is shit and right, i don't want to fucking right. watch it anymore well i noticed that what teams tried to do is they tried to turn they tried to pretty much eliminate the running game you'll see a handoff one out of every 50 plays now everything is just air ball air ball air ball air ball and that's because they know that that's what's going to keep people's attention they want to see the bomb who doesn't want to see that bomb right you know what i mean you give the guy a handoff he runs two feet and a thousand fat guys fall on him not my idea of a good time, you know what I mean. But but I'm pretty sure that fo- and I'm 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 speaking out of school here because I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that football purists, people who have been watching they the sport the for rumbling, 15 years, would want want to see that because that's part of the game. Are you pl- the thing is, are you playing the game the way it's supposed to be played? Or are you just putting on a spectacle? So they're people- putting on a spectacle, right? But I would love to see a handoff where the dude breaks out and then he's out. But you see that like. Pfft. One in a million, man. That that don't happen no more. Right. You know, those guys up front are so big and so metallic it up. They just want to close line. But then that's one thing I love about football is that at the beginning of the game, they show, like, the lineup, like, wide receiver, Tennessee State, one love. You know what I mean? All wide receivers, black guys. All defensive ends, defensive lines, black guys. Offensive line, metalheads. <laughs> defensive en- Like with mullets. And yeah, shit. long ass hair, like Metallica tattoos, like, you know what I mean? John, San Francisco. You know what I mean? Then Mega Dad. Exactly. And then you get the tight end that's always like an abnormally tall white guy. I don't know why the tight end has to be white there. I don't get it. I guess because he has to be tall and like husky, you know? Running backs, black, fullback, big fat white guy. Quarterback has now has been turning into brothers, but it always used to be a white man's game. Now the black guys are, I guess, starting to learn how to read so they can be quarterbacks. <laughs> And uh, that's for me, not Dev. Yeah, Jesus uh, Christ. I don't give a shit, dude. <laughs> uh, why was special teams are usually like really fast, scrappy white guys. And the punter is usually like a dude from fucking like Uruguay or Czechoslovakia that knows how to kick a ball 100 feet. You know what I mean? So, I was going to say, where are the, where are the uh, Hispanics and the eight? Well, I guess the, I, has there uh, ever been an Asian besides a Samoan? Samoan, yeah. I've never seen like, you know, Bing Lin a run, a running. There's never been like back, a, a, yeah. a receiver that's just like this super fast never. Asian guy and never. whatever. He could just jump real high. I've never seen it. I mean, I'm sure there's maybe, maybe Heinz Ward's got a little something in him because he looks weird, but it might be Indonesian. Who the fuck do I know? But whatever. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm not fully racist. It's just the obvious. Yeah, well, it looks it's obvious. Yeah, I get if it. you can't face the facts that that's what a football team looks like, then you're fucking just not looking hard enough. But I am gonna say, <laughs> I am going to correct you that if you've made it to the point where you you're playing on a on a on, on a major league football team, I'm pretty sure you could read at that point. <laughs> yeah, the plays. Oh come on! It's not like they're pulling up with Tolstoy. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah maybe you're right about you know? that no i get it yeah. but but you know um yeah anyway that's what i mean is is they is, get free grades from their teachers you know yeah oh you got an f this year but i'll give you a c a word no i know but the product of football or sweet and i don't know and <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure there's people out there that are listening to this and being like you're a fucking idiot you don't know anything the game's right. great but i don't care it's my opinion and you know no i'm talking about me like what um, i'm saying you know but but uh 
you know, I don't. I get worried about that with baseball, and I don't want to talk sports this long. But you know, baseball just started with the fucking replay shit, and it sucks. It's it's the worst thing. It takes away from the game. It stops it for sometimes for like up to three or four minutes in the middle of a fucking a play because they have to get everything right. Like stop. You know, that was the main thing that I'm watching that game. Every time an exciting play happened, all of a sudden there's a flag, and then that fucking. Which, by the way, you got a referee. His his first name's Cleet. Oh, that little screw bag. Did you? Yeah. His parents knew he was going to like sports that much that they actually named him after the shoe that the <laughs> motherfuckers wear. I know. Well, that might be a nickname, but like he's like the sport equivalent to that little homo that raised the price of uh, AIDS medicine. <laughs> <laughs> They're like in the same boat. All right. Well, whatever. Twerps, a boat of twerps. Anyway, every time I got into that game, fucking uh, a whistle was blown, a flag went up in the air, and then Cleet came running out. And fucking pointing at the camera. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I would go insane trying to watch football. I know. It would be the most frustrating thing. I think I feel with my authority problems. Jesus Christ. No, I, well, well, that might be part of it too. I want to like run up in the stands and get one of them pea shooters like (laughs) right in the neck. And then the whole Beyonce thing, I just want to say, I, I said this earlier on the social Dude, she media. she ain't what she used to be, man. She used to be hot, and I bet you that thing smells like fucking, like, Manhattan clam chowder. Well, it just probably smells like Jay-Z's fucking... Ugh. But, um... Uh, everyone's freaking out because uh. she's she's doing, like, a Black Lives Matter, uh, what they're yeah, calling an yeah, anti-police yeah. thing. Here's what I want to say. And I said it earlier. Um, not on this podcast. Out in the world. But how are we living in a country where... Everybody's mad at Beyonce because they think that she's anti-police. And one of the top grossing movies last year was a biopic about a band that actually <laughs> sang a song called Fuck, Fuck the, the Police. Police. I know. There's got to be some sort of hypocritical action yeah, going on there. I, I, that's something I can't get into because we are so twisted as a people. We don't know what the fuck is right, what is wrong, and we'll just... You know, go along with whatever the fuck everybody else. Well, does. no, I think I think what it is is people are just looking for something to 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 make an outrage out of. And, and, and oh yeah, it's but but I almost like it because because the further it goes, the more people are going to start dismissing it, and then these things aren't going to have legs anymore. You see what I'm I saying? I hope so. Yeah, it it has to happen. There has to be enough rational people out there. I don't know because I just hope so. Because I mean, like, serious. I watched that fucking halftime show. I didn't. I didn't know what that song was about, and I didn't know that she had a music video that showed uh, black kids in hoods and like said, "Stop shooting us" or whatever. Which, by the way, I fucking agree with. But it doesn't matter what my opinion is. Um, And I didn't know all that. But but and so what? The, the girls are fucking dressed up like fucking the Black Panthers. Who gives a fuck? You know, these people get mad when they watch Forrest Gump. You know, like who gives? Like yeah, isn't it, isn't that part of freedom of speech? Yeah, right. And and then to to wake up the next morning and see this um, outrage by well, people, it's, it's gonna be like that, man. It's, we can't get outraged over the outrage because then people. Are, it's always gonna happen. Now it's always gonna happen. No, I'm not outraged over the outrage. And and ninety nine point ninety nine percent of the time. I don't even comment. I don't even be a part yeah, of it. Nah, me too. But I, I, I saw that inconsistency today. It just popped in my mind because I just watched Straight Outta Compton. And so a one, this, it's got to be the same people that are celebrating mm-hmm. NWA or, or, you know, uh, are, are against Beyonce. It doesn't make any sense. And I did, however, comment on something today which had nothing to do with that. But, you know, coming from me, someone who has a really hard time with authority, has been abused many times. 
Um, I actually had a chance to talk to some local police officers the other day, and I, I got to tell them, explain to them how they hit us with the whole why you nervous thing. But it's like, dude, you know damn well you went to school to learn how to make us nervous uh-huh. to, ma- to so you could say that question so you could come prying in our shit. And I had the opportunity to explain it, and I explained it very well. They laughed. It made me feel good about myself. Anyway, <laughs> beyond that is... Uh, I, I did watch a video where a black guy got pulled over. He was a pizza delivery guy. The cops were giving him a hard time. He could have got shot or whatever. But it's like, oh, my God, these cops are using their power. They look like such dicks. This is coming from someone who doesn't like police. So please take this seriously. This fucking dude was calling the cops bro. Right. He was like, you know, you know, why are you doing this, doing this to me, nigga? And the cop was like some white guy from Tennessee. Like, you don't talk like that. And, like, maybe I have a problem talking to the cops. But I was going to say, that kind of sounds like getting pulled over with you but i never ever go that far it's just more of if i if i if i if i start off as a good person then get treated like a piece of shit for no reason then you're gonna get the piece of shit right you know it's never like here you're a cop you're just gonna get the the shitty side of me no matter what no it's usually i'll start off good you accuse me of something that's not happening and don't believe what i'm saying or just automatically treat me like shit then i'm gonna treat you like shit that's just that's human nature right i don't care if you're a cop i don't care if you're fucking jesus christ re-erected you talk to me like that (laughs) re-erected resurrected you talk jesus christ his boner came back (laughs) you talk to me like that for no reason just because you're dressed in a certain way then i don't give a shit i'm gonna let you know exactly who what you are and exactly what it is right and and that's your problem and you shouldn't do uh, that but well too bad i know that's I, my right i i know it's your right but that's also what gets you in trouble well whatever i'm gladly uh, i'll put out the shekels to get a lawyer to show these <laughs> cops that they every time they arrest me what do they get nothing right well anyway uh because they do it all wrong you're harassing an innocent man I, I also have problems with authority. I have my whole life, um, and uh, I still struggle with that. And I also, if I was going to have to say a blanket statement on whether I'm for or against cops, I would have to say the same thing. I'm, I, I don't fall on the side of policemen. But however, uh, just being a cop doesn't make you – you're not the enemy just because you're a cop. I understand you, that. You still have – You're I, the enemy if you're an asshole cop. You still ha- there's a cop that I love. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying that you still have – the the decision to make of how you're going to, to to conduct your business, and the problem is is that most of them decide to conduct it in a way that that isn't right, you right. know. And mm-hmm. and that like here's the thing, everybody everybody is like all outraged that people are, are this whole anti cop thing has been bubbling for the past year or so, and you know and all that shit's coming up. But these things don't come out of nowhere. You right. understand? People have been feeling this way from the police for a very long time. Now the public has a much stronger voice due to the internet, mm-hmm. and and their actual desires, their their actual feelings are rising to the top. The water is rising to its own level, and it's not unsubstantiated. It is coming from something, and what it is is the way that people have been treated by the police. For the last thirty years, and it keeps getting worse and worse. And now they're militarized. Now they're now they're riding around mm-hmm. in SUV like bulletproof SUVs with fucking bulletproof vests and assault rifles instead of just your friendly mm-hmm. neighborhood cop. And they're more and more intimidating. And that's why people are freaking out. That's what I'm saying. Like, am I a black man? No. Do I care? Well, kind of. I mean, Sicilian. Do I, do I do I care if my life matters? No. Am I posting on the internet? No. But I can honestly tell you that when I'm in Hazlitt, just because they've heard things about me. 
I have no chance. I'm treated like shit from the jump. I'm never given an, a question that makes it seem like I can honest answer it like an honest person because no matter what I said, it's not going to be believed. Whether it's the truth or not, which is mostly the truth because I have nothing to hide, People, tr- these cops treat me like absolute dog shit until I find the one sweet spot that's actually going to let me talk to them normally. And it's usually me telling them that they're being assholes. Right. And well, the, and the problem with that is, is like I, I question their actual desire to rid the streets of unworthy individuals. No, they just want to arrest you to make money. It's just about money, That's right? That's the problem, you no. know. So instead of seeing somebody that may be, you know, into some some bad activity, and and you're thinking like they're they're going to be a harm to society, no, that's not it. They're it's they're looking at people. Activity, I'm going to arrest him and be fucking super cop. They're seeing dollar signs and and yeah, right. That's exactly what it is. No, so no. that you know. I so there, there's always going to be people on and I see it on Facebook and on Twitter all the time. You know, for every person that's like, oh, you know, that's fucked up that the police did that. There's the person that's married to a cop or their father's a cop who's like, well, who's going to protect our? And I I get both sides of it. Yeah, you know, but and both sides, both extreme sides are probably a little off, you know, it, but there has to be something in the middle, yeah. you know, and, and that's, and, and that's what's going on. And it's not an easy thing to do. No, it's not at all. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's something that's going to come to a head in our lifetime. We're going to see that happen. Yeah. You know, the government, the police and the government uh, control over us as citizens is something that's going to be revolted against. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. Whether that's totalitarian, whether that's people running through the streets with fucking torches, or it's 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 a cyber thing, or it's whatever it may be, or whatever it may how it happens. If things go on the way it's going right now, they're, we're definitely going to experience that. Yeah, you know, I agree. And maybe that's what we need. You know, like uh, because I don't. You know, I, the thing is, is that we we are taught to be so afraid of things in this country. Yeah, that that's why worse. people are willing to give such control over to the government and to police because they've grown up thinking like I I, I just dealt with uh, with somebody who was close in my life um, that that I, I lived with and uh, and and was in love with for a while, and she was afraid of everything, and her mother was afraid. Of everything, they were afraid of life. They thought at every turn that they were going to get killed How or, could you live or like? raped, or I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it. You know, like and um and I, but I think that that's becoming more and more of the norm. That's Be- so weird. So then, these people who are like afraid of life in general, and they just think everything's dangerous, and oh my god, this is going to happen. Oh my god, this is going to happen. That they're more willing to give over to the police and to the government, like because like, they're so scared shitless. Yeah, because yeah. they're just like protect me, protect me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, like I, I don't care if you take away my rights as long as I feel that I'm, I'm bubble wrapped and that, that I'm not going to get hurt. That the imaginary boogeyman's not going to break into my fucking house <laughs> and, st- and murder me in my sleep, yeah. which isn't going to happen. Right. It, it, and you know what? If it was going to happen, it's going to fucking happen anyway. But then you know, oh yeah, fucking put uh, video cameras on every corner of every street in America. Watch everything that we're doing twenty four seven a day just so I could feel safer. Yeah, it's and, fucking and instead ridiculous. Of catching the bad guy, you send me a ticket for stealing an orange off for old man Willoughby's golf fucking fruit cart. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, and that's what it's about, right? Exactly. You know, like uh, like now they fucking have the thing where um, I went to uh, I went to D.C. Uh, a few. Uh, well, I went a few weeks ago, but I also went a few months ago with a friend of mine. And on the way out or on the way in, she was I guess she was speeding 
and she just got a ticket in the mail. Yeah, in the fucking yeah, mail. The lights, the cameras, are the red lights. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody pulled her over and yeah. and 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 summons her for speeding or wrote her a ticket. No. She just got a straight up ticket in the fucking mail saying that you're going over the speed limit. We have mm-hmm. you on satellite. Pay this fucking shit. Yeah, that shit cannot stand. No. It can't. No, it, it, it just. I mean, like, wh- what if it was another car and you picked up on the wrong car? I don't know. I, I have no idea how that works, but whatever. It makes what, me sick. Yeah, right. I mean, everyone's. You, you have to actually pull somebody over. You know, like, yeah. and but here's the thing. Why is everybody dealing with what I'm getting at is why are people? I think that's what happens, and 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 the the people that are higher up know it. Is that. Everybody is so, especially right now, everybody's so entrenched in their own lives, just trying to dig out of their own holes, just trying to survive their shitty marriages and their shitty children or their shitty jobs or their good jobs and their good children or whatever it may be, their illnesses, their mental defects, their drug addictions, their alcohol addictions, their food addictions, all the shit that everybody goes through, um, their internet addictions now, all these things that are just consume our lives on a daily basis. Everybody's just taking everything that they have just to be able to maintain that shit in their life that when all these other things pop up, no one has the energy to be like, this is fucked yeah. up. We we can't let this happen. Because it's getting in their way of all their other fucking shit. They they get the ping, and I'm sure they do if they're red-blooded people. that They get the thing in their head where they're like, oh, man, that's fucked up. That's an injustice. That shouldn't happen. But – what are we going to do? You know, like, what are we going to do? Fight it? They're just going to win anyway. So let's just let it go. And mm-hmm. then, but the people that make these decisions know that. So they, 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 they exploit that. You see what I'm saying? Now I'm all fucking pissed. No, nah, <laughs> don't, don't get upset. Just go watch a little Making Murderer. You'll be fine. No, fuck that. Never again. <laughs> I'm actually glad that that is simmered down because I don't, yeah. I, I don't see yeah. it on every channel that I turn on. People aren't emailing me about it anymore. I'm Even like, though it is crushing all of our other episodes. Oh, the one that we talked about it? Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. Crush. I don't, you know, we'll have to wait for the next documentary to come out, and we'll just start commenting on that. Start talking serious. So I don't know how we got from football to, to government conspiracies or whatever I was just ranting about. but Yeah, that's how it goes, man. But, it, I mean, it is, and I've been saying this for a long time, it just, it, it, we can't, and I think we talked about this uh, on a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. it's just America's not going to be able to continue the way that it is. No. Nah. Yeah, we talked about that, or the last serious one where we were talking about how, like, you know, the Roman Empire fell. What's going to make this new country where we've only been around for like two, three hundred years? Like, right. break. It's great. It's great. It's over, Johnny. It's fucking great. It's good night, John boy. And uh, sooner or later, people are—I don't know—that something's going to happen. I'm moving to Belize. Are you? Probably. <laughs> Sounds good. Start from scratch there, and then exactly. just start getting harassed by cops there. I could speak a little Espanol. Oh, can you? Yeah. What's your? What can you say? In Spanish? Yeah, give ah, the fucking people I, at home some Spanish. What do you want? Give me something to say. I'll say. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to speak English. So, uh, me no hablo inglés. Ah, <laughs> nice. I don't know how to speak English. Um, no, but there's some shit I could say. I could survive. El Sacapuntas. I could put pencil sharpener. Mi Mario. My locker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Mi just, de baño. Yeah, can I go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Although I've been told by people that that's not really how, like, I it don't. It can be lavatorio. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. but whatever. That's the joint. You could tell where my Spanish stopped because mm-hmm. it's. Espanolo. It's, all my Spanish that I know revolves around can I get out of class somehow? Can I go to the bathroom? Can I go to my locker? Can I fucking, yeah. you know? See, I got lucky because I worked in the construction business. So you're around a lot of Mexicans. So while Is that lucky, really, though? Well, no, but like <laughs> while I'm working, I get to talk to them and I get to learn a little Spanish for free. I get it. Fuck a Rosetta. Well, isn't, isn't your girlfriend of the Spanish equation? Yeah, but I actually speak more Spanish. Than oh, I she doesn't I, speak Spanish? No, no, no. Not at yeah. all. Oh, I don't know. Not at all. 
I've never dated a, a, a Spanish woman. Oh, man. You won't go back. Maybe I'll put that on the list. <laughs> put it on the list. I'm out there. I'm searching. I know you like it pinky, but, bro, it's worth it. I'm thinking about starting a, uh, like, one of those, what are, what are those things called? Like, um, Tinder or something like that yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, all the yeah, kids yeah. use? I don't. I don't. I've never had a desire to be online. Kids, it's normally like old people. Okay, well, but I've never had the desire to do online dating, and I know some people it's worked for. A couple yeah, of friends yeah. got married through it and stuff. Not that I'm looking to get married ever, but um, but uh, I'm thinking that maybe maybe even just material for the show. Yeah, that'd I think be great. I'm just gonna fuck. I'll fucking sign up with you. All right, let's just do it All and right, then let's fucking and it see what. And I'm just gonna try to go on some fucking really bad dates. So at least I could come I mean, back. I'm not in. gonna actually go on the dates, but I just want to see you know who picks me. Okay, no, but I'm that'd gonna go on. I'm a single shit. man. Um, you and, could have my dates and like just be like, hey, and girl, I'll be like, I am the dude. <laughs> I am rich. I am rich. That'd be so funny, bro. Thank you for the uh, the offer, but I think I'm just going to see what I can get <laughs> on my own. I know, but you never know. Double the pleasure. I fucking. I think I uh, on the uh, when the the episode where we had Biggie Smalls in here I, at the end. I was trying to bring this up just to try to keep some sort of conversation going, but it was failing miserably. Yeah, yeah. But I had this happen to me today. Also, is I went to the supermarket to to get some produce, and uh, and I walked in. And the the just as soon as you walk into the supermarket, there's just this giant arc of like heart balloons and everything's red oh, and Jesus. everything's flowers. Dude, my heart's ticking, buddy. I'm, but I'm telling you, I'm just gonna grab a handful and run out like in the casino. <laughs> just get shot. <laughs> yeah. and just be throwing those stupid uh, candy hearts all over the place. It's gonna happen. Um, yeah, but I, again, I walked in, and this I think was what I was trying to say the other day. Is I walked in, I saw it, I had an immediate sense of panic run through my whole body like it just shot through my body like you know and then i realized oh i don't have to deal with this no shit you, you know like fucking uh you know like i just don't have to deal with it there's no serious girl in my life right now no. and it was the most freeing feeling on the face of the earth and i was like even walking past all the valentine shit like ha fuck you <laughs> fuck you fuck you you like rip you're over cool because you're like pop <laughs> yeah, I might actually go get a bag of those fucking hearts and eat just the eat them because I enjoy eating shitty sugar things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nice. it was like a good and you know I'm sure there's you know, there's people out there that are in love and married and they probably enjoy Valentine's of course, Day. Of they they get away from their kids for a night and go yeah. go eat heart shaped raviolis romantic. for twenty times the amount that they normally are. Or whatever. No doubt. No doubt. However, where I am in my life. It feels really good not to have to deal with that fucking relationship shit. That's it just, good. It's just a freeing fucking feeling. So I don't. I'm know. happy for you. I don't know. We've talked about Valentine's Day before. That's all. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, I was trying to bring that up on the last episode or the Biggie episode. Yeah, the one with the guys. Yeah, yeah, everyone had their own little input. <laughs> What's your plans? Are you doing anything? Nah. No. I mean, we haven't really talked about it. We're going to a wedding on Friday, so I think that's kind of like around Valentine's Day, right? Uh, it might be. It might be Valentine's fucking, Day. Not the day. Oh, that's January. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, six. this is good radio. Just uh, read a calendar on there. No, it's Valentine's Day Saturday. So I'm looking at wedding on Friday, waking up, it being Valentine's Day, and me just lo- being like, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My love is enough. She knows I love her. Oh, that's so sweet. She does. But D- she's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> does, she li- does she listen to the show? Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. You just gave her a Valentine's Day card on the show. Exactly. We, well, we're, we're, I told all them other bitches they got nothing. We'll be doing one more show before Valentine's Day. They ain't, Valentine's getting, that, Day. They ain't getting that left turn. <laughs> <laughs> At the flat iron. Ah, man. The fucking... Flaytron. Flaytron. I can't believe we said that like <laughs> a bunch of fucking dicks. It sounded so right. I know. 
And I assume, you know, there's things that we say sometimes, or I shouldn't even say we, because I'm definitely dumber. I was going to say me. Oh, dude, I say stupid shit all the time really? on this. But then I'll I'll literally think of it like, uh, you know, I'll say it, and then we'll be on to another topic, and it'll it'll hit me, and I'll be like, <laughs> oh, man, like, god damn it, you said flate drive that's building? Right. That's all right. So I don't know. But, uh... I miss your taste and you'll see through Anyway, thanks for your taste. <laughs> And the way you roll, twist, twist. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's about pot in this song. Trying to find one line that you can't bring back to pot, and I'll pay you. No, I know. Let's let's listen to the next verse before I do the. Uh, oh, the next verse. Before I like, start begging people to follow us on Twitter. Oh, it is QQQ one after another. I think that's my favorite one. In your tight white dress. That's a doober. Right. Well, the rest speaks for itself. Right. Wrapped in paper inside glass. My eyes were red. A joint or a bowl. But now you're not in there clear, my dear. It's genius shit. Thank you for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter. Awkward HI, the number five. Just leave a review. It takes two seconds. Go on review. Subscribe, leave a review. We'll have a party. All that stuff that you hear every episode. And uh, But we will see you guys on Friday, right? And get out there and bruise a clit, my man. <laughs> I'm lost in the trees My thirst and hunger Seem to increase The music we made Is one to be loved Every time I dream Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast For more episodes Visit awkwardhighfive.com